What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's get to our next review. Yes. Let's see what we got here. Let's go ahead and get to our next review that we got here so we can get this out of the way. Let me see, let me see. So, not gonna lie to you, Martin. You know, there was a there was a little bit of envy. You know, just a little petty envy. Just me, just being denied something. I understand. You know, just being told I can't have something. Uh, and that was for the movie Blonde. You know, only you highfalutin Austin Film Critics Association people could go see this. You know, losers like me, <laughs> keep your ass at home. Need not apply. <laughs> Yeah, and then they told me it was three hours long, and I was like, oh, thank God. I don't mind being rejected. I don't mind being outside. Three hours long. And that's for when I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying whether I think it's a bad movie or a good movie. I'm just saying at the time, I, was, I thought even with this being a good movie, I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. Sure. So I was praying that this would not be a bad film. And... Why would I think it would be a bad film, or you know, at least something that I would not be enjoying? Because this is this is a uh, blonde, the Marilyn Monroe biopic bio mm-hmm. with uh, what's her name, Arma de Ana de Armas, Ana de Armas, who is playing Marilyn Monroe. She's been getting a lot of praise for playing Marilyn Monroe here, and also Netflix has. I, I, well, I would imagine they have high hopes for this because. Oscar season is approaching. You know, fall is here. And ours is getting here. And this is the time that, especially Netflix, starts putting out stuff that they think will give them a little clout. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, looking at the trailer, I got to tell you, it, it looks cool. You know, it, it, when I say looks, I mean, I'm just looking at the cinematography, the style here. Uh, you know, the, again, the recreations that they've done. It looks amazing. So, you know, and fortunately, they also sent it to me. So I was like, I didn't have to go. So, Look at that. So, so you know, so screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch it from the comforts of your exactly. home. You and your fancy. Go, you know, go to your little fancy screen, and Martin. <laughs> I'm going to prop my feet up. Let my balls hang out. <laughs> oh, and another thing. No, 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 no. I, you told me some things about this that had me very curious when you got back from it. Mm. But the other thing that's going on with this is that, and let's just cut to it, man. Everybody's curious about what is going on with the NC-17 screening. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. How naked does Marilyn Monroe get? Oh, everybody loves Anna DeArmas, man. You know, they've seen a lot of her. She showed a lot of skin in movies, and they can't wait to see more. Oh, and this time, because it's NC-17, it's going to be close to a porno. (laughs) She's going to be doing all kind of nasty shit, Martin, in this. What's going on with that? You know, so this has got everybody. Everyone from the cinema fans to you nasty sons of bitches out there, you perverts. 
So what is the movie really like? And what is the in-between for all of this? As I said, this is the Marilyn Monroe biopic where it kind of, if you know anything about Marilyn Monroe, uh, this goes into her downfall, pretty much of the point where she committed suicide because she was so depressed about her life. What made her depressed? A lot of people still don't know the whole story, what happened to her. This movie even makes allegations <laughs> about certain people that did certain things to her that if are true would be shocking to people at this moment. So you have a lot of interesting story plots here are, are, are what people are, are presenting as possible history that added to the tragedy of Norma Jean, AKA Marilyn Monroe. Let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer, which is a good looking trailer. Uh, some people complained about that because they said, well, damn, she's great except for that accent that comes, that, come, that comes through every now and then. But let's look at the trailer. We'll be back after we show it to you and we'll have our review. Miss Monroe, it's time. You get your start. Maybe. What start? In movies. By continental. But diamonds are a girl's best friend. I guess I was discovered. Men broke home as girls. I know you're supposed to get used to it. And we all lose our charm. Doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn doesn't exist. When I come out of my dressing room, I'm Norma Jean. I'm still hurt when the camera's rolling. exists on the screen. So, Martin, if I had to spend three hours in a theater watching this, I'd be mad as hell. It's a, you, you better be glad you sent me this. Netflix at home. <laughs> so I almost burned my own house down watching this. If I had to watch this at a theater, you would never hear me stop complaining, man. You better be glad I wasn't there with you. You be telling me to shut up. I told you when I got back. You said I dodged a bullet. No, I dodged a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got through this for one good reason. What was that? Because uh, I was sitting there mad myself. <laughs> and you just wanted to be more mad. And I think it was about an hour and 90 minutes into it, sitting next to Chris Cox. We weren't saying anything to each other. And I got my napkin and I wrote on it, she cries in every scene and passing on to him. He looked at me and we both cracked up laughing. And then it became funny just to watch how in every scene she cries. Even a scene where she starts out 
happy. She busts into tears before the camera stops. Shit does. Listen, let me tell you this. Uh, this is a movie that is in love with itself for all the wrong, wrong reasons. reasons. Yep. It's a, I, I thought I was watching a movie about, I thought I was watching a movie about Marilyn Monroe. But this is a movie that's just jacking off to itself. Like somebody invites you to their to their house and they just get in the mirror and just start just jacking off. You know, it's it's this is uh like it, they, it's trying to wag his fingers. Society, you exploited this woman. Oh, don't even get me started. Now I'm gonna exploit her for three hours. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. Don't you ooh, don't you I was gonna say that, but don't you even get me started. Uh and when I say that this is a movie that is in love with itself for all the wrong reasons, let me explain by actually giving the movie a compliment. Because I love the filmmaking. Mm -hmm. I really do. It's not all black and white, uh, as this movie is kind of showing you. I'm mostly black and white. No, it actually plays with a lot of different styles. And when I was telling you about the, replicating, the, 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 uh, the, the replications in this movie, uh, they, do, they do an excellent job. I mean, there are moments I, I looked at this and I felt like I was watching the original scenes mm -hmm. from these movies. Like that Diamonds, uh, Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best Friend yeah, scene. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. The French are glad to die for love. They delight in fighting duels. You know what? I, that's the original. And I couldn't even tell the difference for a while when I mm -hmm. saw the scene in the movie. Uh, the reason why I love that they're doing this, I mean, just, you know, not only from an aesthetic point of view, just being, you know, visually cool. But I respect that they're not trying to do an average Hollywood biopic, because I'm completely bored of those things when they when they start doing it the conventional way. You know, I appreciate the unconventional way of them telling the story right here. I appreciate the artistic approach that they're doing here. The score is great in this, because it's not it's not a period piece score. You know, they've gone an, another route, and what they've done is they it's almost like really creepy synth music. Mm. that they do here and it's, I, I love who they got to do the music if you know any of these guys right here uh, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis is that the same Warren Ellis that's the writer though? Uh, I believe so yeah he does him. music now? Uh, I mean I wouldn't be surprised and Andrew Dominic the, the director he's done a couple of Nick Cave documentaries okay so they, oh, no wonder he brought him in mm -hmm. looking out for his boy mm -hmm. so the score is, is great here man uh and let me just also say about the style in this movie, in the score working together, uh, what, what's great about it is that the artistic approach that they've taken, it's supposed to be disorienting, man. It's supposed to kind of be, you know, jarring and jumping around all over the place because this is about a woman losing her mind. Not just depressed, you know, not just going through a hard time. She is losing her mind. She's drunk. She's on drugs sometimes. She, she's, she's, she's a prisoner to the Hollywood system. She's a prisoner to the character of Melon Monroe, which I did find fascinating. And there's so, there's so many scenes in this movie where that, that feeling that, that she has of being disoriented uh, comes across in the cinematography, comes across in the stylistic approach that they took. There's a scene in here where it creeped me out, man. It was a... Uh, she she was going through some guilt about a baby. I won't let tell you what it is, but you'll see. But in, there's a scene where she there's a phone that's ringing, and every time the phone rings, it's this shriek of a of an infant, and at the, at the same time the house is just in, engulfed in flames. And you know, I thought 
this is cool that they're not trying to deliver this feeling through dialogue or they're trying to do it through acting. You know, they're also trying to do it through visuals, man, and like to make you feel like you are going crazy, which I kind of was, after, you know, for close to three hours here. But I was I was okay with that, man. I I uh, that I liked about it. I, you know, I, I, and I and you sound like you feel the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's, it's so much of that, uh, the the art, how artistic the. The, the scenes were or could be cinematography, the the, the score, all that uh, was was uh, wonderful. No, no, they, if anything, they do a good job at at making you feel what she is going through in her mind, the turmoil that is going through her head. And and regardless of what I feel about the movie, they did make me feel sympathetic for the character. And I have to give the movie credit for that because it's, it it's hard to do that. Not because she's an unsympathetic character. But because just a lot of times the movie doesn't do a good job at that. Because there's a lot of distractions going on. But I did feel her pain, man. I wanted to give her some dye smoke, man. And calm her ass down. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> well, maybe the jar. Make the whole thing. Whole, give her the Delta 8 and the Delta 9, yeah. Martin. Yeah, let me just tell y'all real quick. And I wasn't lying, man. If anybody needed some dye smoke, it was Marilyn Monroe. But hey, look. Y'all can go ahead and have a little bit too. I'm actually gonna have some tonight now that I can. <laughs> you know, I've been on, I've been fasting, but man, oh, right, right, yeah, right, right, right. I'm actually going to sleep well tonight. Why? Because the Delta Eight gummies and diet smoke. They got Delta Nine and you know I got CBD. But I'm gonna tell you about the Delta Eight. And the reason why I want to tell you about the Delta Eight just real quick is because I'm not very good with that MJ. You know I'm not very, you know I'm not I'm not good with that Dang. man. Uh, even the gummies. You know you, you heard about certain oh, gummies yeah, that yeah. drove me. I had a nightmare episode in a restaurant, so I can't handle that. But the Delta Eight, that's more my speed. You know, the Delta 8s, they help me relax. They keep my mind clear. I'm not babbling. I'm not talking stupid. I'm not freaking out. I actually feel great. And then I go to bed when I want to go to bed. And it's very nice. The reason why is because with Delta 8, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a slightly less potent THC. Like I said, from Delta 9 is what everybody's familiar with. That's that strong stuff out there. Uh, Delta, I mean, Diet Smoke extracts the Delta 8 from hemp, uh, which also makes it legal. So YouTube, do not mess with me about this because this is completely 100% legal. It ain't hurt nobody. We ain't dealing drugs to anybody. Uh, it's just gummies out there, and it helps a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's very, it's, it's stable. It's very smooth. Some say euphoric. Uh, and as I told you, it helps you rest, too. I take it every night when I want to go to bed. And it really does get you into that feeling. That's what you're looking for. And the THC that comes in the form of a delicious gummy that you have right here comes also in different flavors. Watermelon and raspberry. I, I, that's the only thing. They taste so good. I do want to eat more. You better not hear. But they, they taste great. I dare you. <laughs> you keep daring me. You know what? I decline. I'm very good where I am. But they are delicious, man. And they're low in sugar. You know, I'm working out right now, so I'm not eating a lot of sugar. So this is something that's also a big plus for me. Uh, and listen, if nothing else, let me get I'm gonna make you feel guilty. It's your patriotic duty to get this. Because that's all American made right here. Okay. So as an American, you you have to get this. <laughs> None of that Chinese THC. <laughs> <laughs> and did I mention that it was legal? Oh, uh, so as I said, you know, they got CBD for you over here, but when you need something a little bit more, something a little harder, something a little stronger than CBD, go try the Delta 8 THC gummies, man, by Diet Smoke. 
And I'm going to give you another reason. For all the reasons that I gave you, I'm going to give you another reason. And we've had testimonies from Toasties out there that tell us that they love it. I mean, we, we're fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We Like, no bullshit, man. We get this stuff all the time because uh, it's that good. And we want you to try it out because, hey, if we like it, y'all going to love it. So here's what you do. Go to dietsmoke.com and use the code TOASTED for 20% off your order. That is D-I-E-T-S-M-O-K-E.com. Use the code TOASTED for 20% off your order. I want to thank Diet Smoke for sponsoring this portion of the show and all of you out there, of course, for your support. Um, so here's the problem with this movie, man, because I said I'm giving it a compliment by, while also criticizing it. As much as I love this style in the movie and where they're playing around artistically with it, the problem is, is that they're telling the movie. They're telling a story through that style. You know what I mean? Well, I I, I, I love the, the styles and different things it played with, but it was just too much in one movie. I was like, save some of this for something else and then have some other scenes that can, mm -hmm. like, can make these special. But you're just doing this one after the, after the next after the next. That thing that works for Marilyn Monroe, when I talk about her being disoriented in the movie and how this movie uh, helps you capture, capture that feeling, it, it does for her. But for the rest of the film, it's trying to tell the whole movie through that artistic lens. And it's not doing it with story. It's not doing it with character. So everything is hollow as hell in this movie, mm -hmm. man. You know, the, the, uh, you know what, what you end up having here is just a series of perfume commercials just thrown together, <laughs> which, has, which has no flow. Just a bunch of short art films that you, somebody made in school mm -hmm. or something with a huge budget. Yeah. Because it really does. I mean, listen, y'all. I'm not trying to act like I'm, you know, uh, that art house movies or art house filmmakers or art students are snobs. But there's a lot of moments in this movie where it does capture that pretentious feeling of an art movie. You know, they like people just saying dialogue with, but with no real emotion behind it, but saying it because they think it's deep and because they think that the image is going to speak for itself. You think about somebody who's in film school and they're a prodigy, like they and they know it. So for their thesis. They're putting in every trick they know and showboating. Yes. In that one thing, and you're like, uh, you know, professionally, you wouldn't put it all in the same picture. No, no, you would not, man. It becomes so disjointed that these characters mean nothing because there's no flow to it, and they don't have time to build up these characters because they're so busy being pleased with all these images that they've made. You know, these, like I said, these are not. These are not characters. These are actors just spout, spouting lines out. It, you know, this is this is like looking at this is like looking at a a, a a bunch of pretty pics somebody laid out of Marilyn Monroe and saying, "Hey, you know what happened here? And this is what happened in that picture right there. Oh, and this is what happened right there. And then sometimes they reenact it for you. You know, it's, it's like, man, can, can you just can you just put on the movie for me, or can you just let me read a book or something? You know, because I this is this is. This is, this is a weird feeling right here. It just doesn't feel like it's a, it's, it's a coherent movie. And again, because it's all up his artistic ass. That's a hard way of putting that. That's just how I felt. Now, I will say this, again, to give this movie a compliment. Anna de Armas is great. Anna de Armas is excellent in this movie. She is. Her accent only comes out when she's angry. Well, that was, that's the thing, because she, she's nailing Ma Marilyn Monroe. She's She's got it down perfectly. Yeah. 
But when she has to yell, that accent hops on a speedboat from Cuba <laughs> and comes crashing <laughs> through the screen. <laughs> but I thought it was adorable. I was like, you know what? It just reminds you that that you know that's what she's been doing this whole time. She's been working at it. She's been working at yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I and she does a great job. And when I think about them giving her a ten minute ovation at the Venice Film Festival. I still say that's fucking excessive. I don't know who y'all are performing for. Ten with minutes all that. is crazy. Ten minutes is crazy. So you clap for ten minutes, your hand is bleeding. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know what people do with that. But she did deserve the the ovation. No, she. I mean, I, you know, I don't care what I feel about this film. Best actress nomination. She's amazing in this, man. She's awesome in this, and all. And that's a, one of the other things that just kept me from looking, you know, from walking away from this movie feeling just completely pissed off because she was holding it together, man. Uh, but the movie doesn't do her performance justice because, again, they're trying to, you know, they're, they're, so, they're so into the artistry of this that it's kind of just, it's almost competing with her. Mm. And actually, I'll tell you what, it does that so much that these scenes, because they are so hollow, it actually puts the work on her. Yeah. You know, these, these, these scenes go nowhere, and they're throwing uh, uh, Anna Darmus in there just to get these, these scenes through. She's the only one carrying these scenes sometimes. I'm like, God, y'all need to pay her extra for this, man. <laughs> right? She, you don't, she carries so much of these scenes, y'all need, need to nominate her for, for doing manual labor here. <laughs> She's, and you know, I, there are a few interesting uh, storylines here. You know, uh, when I was... Uh, when I was watching this, uh, they had uh, they had some things that I didn't know, and I don't know how true they are. You know, I don't know how much I should t take as truth right here. Uh, but uh, don't. Okay, because they because they I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit that they're talking. I don't know. You can tell me how you find this out because like one of the things that they're talking about is a polyamorous relationship between her and the sons of Edward G. Robinson and Charlie Chaplin. You know, they're all in a, in a sexual love triangle, and they're all in it together. Uh, you know that was interesting, but again, these you know there's there's no depth to that story. Yeah, it, it went on too long and didn't really amount to anything. And there are things that happen. There are emotional ups and downs within this relationship. There's almost betrayals, and none of them make sense. Yeah, right. Where they keep the way they keep coming back and forth. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a story now about a possible. This is what I'm talking about, allegations, a, a possible abusive relationship with, with John F. Kennedy. And that, that story amounts to nothing but a, but a cheap sex scene. That was foul. That, that just the way that was, that was done. I was like, this, this exploits everybody in this scene, even the no, agents. It was, and it's not based on any, any facts. But even if you want to bring something out that that's not based on anything, at least try to present it in a way that's that's making an argument. Uh -huh. You're making no argument. Yeah, right. It's just it's just smut. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, I'm going too far. It's you know, okay, I'll pull back a little bit. It's it's a skin a uh, Skinamax. Alert from updates available. Oh hell, uh -oh. The hell with you. That sound like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was a ghost coming back this season. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I did that, get abused. That really happened to me. <laughs> yeah. But no, man, it's just, it's just the scene that is sold by sex. You're going to make this allegation and just start fucking. That's it. That was it. Mm -hmm. They didn't do anything. And it got worse. And I'll tell you why it got worse in a little bit. And also, you get all these great performances, man, by people who were cast very well. Some were. Some weren't. You know, if you just go by looks, some were great. Arthur Miller, who was played by Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Oh, I loved him. He Adrian Brody's great, and he looked just like Arthur Miller, mm -hmm. man. 
Arthur Miller's a he's a writer who uh, wrote Death of a Salesman. Wrote Death of a Salesman. Did he write The Crucible? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and a lot of people like you know. Of course, he's one of those guys where people were looking at Marilyn Monroe and like, what the fuck you know with him? But she had a thing. Thing is, another thing exploring here. She had a thing for father figures, mm -hmm. which I oh good lord, this movie is like she had daddy issues. And that's all this movie was for three hours. God, daddy issues, damn. daddy issues, daddy issues. It's like, I think I got it two hours ago. Did I do, did I do good daddy? No. Hell no. You creepy as fuck. It's, it, again. <laughs> that's, what, that's the way it was. She I said, know. They didn't, they didn't explore. That's the problem with this movie. They didn't explore. They just did. You know, she's sitting up here calling, hey, daddy. Hey, daddy, did, are you happy with me, daddy? They didn't explode those daddy issues. They just, they just sexualized her. Mm -hmm. They just made a cool daddy because it sounded, because it sounded sexual. Because it's going to give some guys a hard on. You know, at least that's the way it comes across. Well, Maybe they meant for it to be like more. Like in that early part of she's looking for her daddy, and so they just keep playing this over and over. And, and there's no depth to it. It's just a cycle of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Adrian Brody looked just like Arthur Miller. Uh, can't say the same thing for Bobby Cannavale, who was supposed to be uh, 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 Dimaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio. But he was good. Yeah. There's actually a very intense scene with them. And that's the problem with this, too. It's like I feel bad because there are some scenes that if it was, if, they, if there was some connective tissue between all these scenes and things flowed well, man, these stories would actually be pretty good. But, they're, you know, again, they're just vignettes. Uh, you know, that, that I... But here's the thing that bugged me the most with this, man. You know, uh, and we Martin already brought this up. Uh, here's the real thing that just completely uh, bothered me with this. So the movie keeps saying, and Martin, you already said it, but the movie keeps saying, man, ain't it terrible how she was sexually exploited, abused, raped, and the movie sells itself on her sexuality. It pretty much just sells a movie on her titties. On her and her abuse, yeah. But it's yeah. doing it itself. Like I said, for all you nasty sons of bitches out there who think you're going to go see an NC-17 movie and see a whole lot of sex and fucking and whatnot, that's that's not happening here. And I'm not even trying to say that that's what should happen in this. Uh, you know, what they do is they do exploit, and I would even go as far as to say they exploit not only the character uh, of Marilyn Monroe in this movie, and I say a character because we don't know what's true or what's not, but they not only exploit the image and uh, character of Marilyn Monroe, but they exploit uh, Anna Darmus too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of her topless for no reason. And not that I don't think women need to cover up. And y'all know I love to look at titties, so you know, I, I'm not saying that that should be a bad thing, but it just seems pointless. It seems like a movie where we're talking about sexual abuse and sexual exploitation, and you got this chick slinging her nipples out all over the film for no reason. It seems like you're trying to tantalize and somewhat uh, excite the audience. Yeah, and the thing is, Anna de Armas, she's, uh, she's never been shy about getting naked on film. No. In fact, in fact, you find more films that she doesn't get naked in than the ones she does. But yeah. here, it happens so much to the point where it stops even being alluring. It's just like, girl, can you put some clothes on? I yeah. mean, I, I, I don't need to see you no yeah, more. Yeah, it's the, man, it, they're, I mean, it gets so insane because the artist, they, let's, again, I'm talking about the artistry, they, they get, it, gets, it gets wild, it gets too stupid sometimes. There's a point where we even have, we kinda, we kinda got a, got a, a, a zombie Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Just so you can see veins going in her cleavage, in her breasts, mm -hmm. running around. And that, by the way, that scene goes nowhere. I know. But, you know, the, like I said, the way they keep relishing, the, the, the way she calls her lover's daddy. 
See, the problem with that, where she keeps, they keep focusing on her daddy issues because that's where the sex was. Even the way she says daddy is so sexual. The problem with that is that the movie also tries to explain to us just how smart, or they hint just how smart Marilyn Monroe was. She read the plays of some of the, 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 the men that she was with who were surprised because they thought she was just some dumb dits. You know, she was well read. She was uh, she was smarter than the most people gave her credit for. She even had a little bit of business business savvy. You know, if, if she wouldn't allow herself allowed herself to be manipulated by so many people, a lot of times, you know, beyond her own will. But the movie doesn't talk about that too much. They don't. They barely touch on that. They spend most. They spend more time showing her titties and talking about daddy than they do talking about how she was just, she felt so, not just abused by the system, but insulted by it because she had to play dumb people all the time. Mm -hmm. They didn't hardly ever explore that. No. They hardly ever scratch the surface on that. No, probably because it didn't happen. But pull them titties <laughs> out. You know, that's what they want to do. And I also got to tell you, that whole, th let me just say this, the, uh, the, that whole thing, the reason why this movie is probably NC-17, the scene that gave it that, ain't even necessary. The scene is not even, first of all, it ain't hot. It's not even that graphic. The problem with it is that it goes on too long. Mm. And even the advisory board was like, fuck this. You know? <laughs> We're not giving this to NC-17 so because it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, uh, offend people. We don't want people to have to sit through all this right mm -hmm. here. It's a, it's a fellatio scene where you don't even see anything. Mm. Uh, but the action is there, and it just goes on too long. It did. And, 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 and I say that because... The point was taken. I got it. We have to go all the way there. Yeah. You know, uh, my sex drive was down after watching this movie, man. I know. <laughs> I'm mad at you for making my penis soft. I know. I know. You got like, oh wow, just the 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 sexiest chick of right now playing the sexiest chick from back then, and this is not even a little bit sexy. No, can, and, I, and can, listen, can we just stop? I wasn't coming in here to be turned on by no. this movie. That wasn't the point. I came in here to watch a movie. I did not think that this. Even I knew going in, going into this, that this was not as sexual as you know, right? People right. People trying to make. Well, it that's sound. the whole thing with them doing the NC seventeen. You're like, ooh, what? When am I going to see? Yeah, eh, I, I didn't. Here. In fact, when I was watching, I even forgot that it was NC seventeen. Yeah, I was, me too. I was, me too. I wasn't even know. thinking about that. But there was a point when my penis said, "You know what? You can finish this shit on your own. I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> I came to take you a peek. You can you want to. Yeah. Right? Hey, don't talk to me for the rest of the day. <laughs> you and I got nothing to say. Making me watch this bullshit. Uh, and, as, and, and as I was telling you, as much as I like the style, sometimes that is way too self-indulgent. Even cheesy, man. Uh, I told you about that scene where they had a zombie-looking Marilyn Monroe. It's just there for stylistic purposes. You, you'll notice when you see it's not really a zombie Marilyn Monroe, but she looks she's like a vampire or something. And that scene goes nowhere. It's just stuff in to make the movie longer. But the things that I really thought were just kind of childish and amateurish, uh, there's a scene in this where somebody has an orgasm. And this is this really is just amateurish. It's just way too on the nose. The person has an orgasm, and they cut to a television with a rocket exploding, and they couldn't stop with that. They had to keep going. Oh, that. That was childish. That was childish. They, they had a rocket explode right at the height of orgasm, and it didn't even stop. They had to have spaceships crashing in the monuments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They had to, you know, they had to show like the world going wild. I mean, it was come on, man. I was like, this is near the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's just like, why, why are we doing this? You thought you were so smart, you pulling some shit. This is why. This is why I know you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you gonna pull some amateurish shit like that? 
And as good as these actors are, and they are and they are great, man. Some of the dialogue that they have to say, even the, no, even the uh, the parts from actors that we, that you probably don't know. Like I, I forgot who these actors are, the ones that played the sons of uh, Charlie Chaplin and Edward G. Robinson. I thought they were really good, man. But they give them some of the silliest lines to say. They don't. They don't even feel authentic. There was one scene with one dude was trying to be sexy, and he and he talked. To, he said. I even like to look at myself on the toilet. And I was like, that's ridiculous. All right. Maybe in some other context that would have been fine, but that's just stupid right here. I ain't buying that at all. Uh, Don't you feel like Army Hammer would have played one of these dudes if he wasn't, you know, Oh, Army we tried Hammer. to eat her, man. We <laughs> <laughs> the moment she popped out that cake, you would have cut a slice. Yeah. I'm... I'm very disappointed with this, man. I'm almost insulted because, as I said, this is a movie about the, ex the sexual exploitation of someone, and they did it. They they exploited it to turn people on. It's almost a it's almost a some old bullshit. And the reason why it's not is because I feel like uh, it's almost like I don't want. It. I feel like the, the 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 cinematography and the art direction in this is so good that I want to give credit to those people that worked on that part. You know, so for me, it's kind of it's it's a low rental. It really is almost some some bullshit. It's almost a fuck you for what they did with the whole sexual exploitation thing. But it looks great. It looks amazing, man. And I do have to give it that. I mean, if it was if I wasn't using those words amazing to describe the artistry of this film, it would be some old bullshit. But they did such an excellent job. And as I said, uh, Anna Darmus, she did an amazing job at Marilyn Monroe. I thought that she was uh, I thought she was brilliant. She and the cinematographer in the art department saved this movie from being some total bullshit. So it's a very, very, very low rental for me because I did enjoy looking at it. I, 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 just, I, when I it's two hours and forty-seven minutes, and looking at it for that long, I, I didn't really get bored. I really was like, man, this looks amazing, and I, that's what kind of kept my interest. And she kept my interest too. Well, I was like, you can do what you can say what you want. This is some bullshit for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I was thinking the exact thing you did. I was like, man, this is some old bullshit, but I got to give it up to her and the cinematographer and, you know, Adrian Brody, you really like them, but God damn it. You reluctantly want to do it. Yes, yes. Well, I, don't, I, I could say some things that might push you over. Oh, here we go. Tell me what you got, man. I'm open. I'm open-minded. Well, well, first off, I, I, I would just say about this that uh, as great as, as a job she does, because you're right, she, she carries this movie uh, on her back in, in the whole thing. Uh, but it is a disservice that they make her a one-note person. I mean, not even a person, a one-note character. She is miserable in every scene. We have we, we have our trauma in the beginning, and it just carries over, and I'm not lying when I say she cries in every scene. And there's just a point when it stopped being, yeah. I'm sympathetic to like, okay, white woman tears again. And and it's not her fault, but it's just the way this is set up. With, and, you know, I don't know if Anna said, like, I can cry and I want to do this, but it's like, Every scene, it it it's it's it made me think of the Passion of the Christ, where you're like at first Jesus getting beat, you're like, oh damn, and then it just goes on. You're like, well shit, this is just getting comical now. No, it was, it was. I mean, it's because you say you want you want to be sympathetic, but it's 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 not a real person anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the biggest disservice. Is like I want to show you people the trauma she went through, then make her a real person, because you're like you can see footage of of actual uh, of Marilyn Monroe. Or, you know, even when she's not acting, when she's not acting, just candid moments where 
she could have fun. She could smile sometimes. Yeah. She could be a human being. Yeah. What we see on screen, that's not a human being. This, to me, was like a cracked mirror version of the Elvis movie we just had. Yeah. Uh, you know, there we had an Australian director who, you know, didn't have the same growing up with Elvis experience, mm -hmm. See, watching him from a point of, from a different point of view, and it's like, well, I know these things, I'm gonna make a spectacle of it. Mm -hmm. And his was more fun, carnival-like, almost like a, like a musical. And here, okay, Andrew Dominic, he's from New Zealand, and looking at Marilyn Monroe, like, like oh, this icon that I kinda know about from somewhere else, and here's some things I know, I'm gonna put this together and make this spectacle, but it's just in, in the worst way possible. and. All these things make it for a very unpleasant, angering experience yeah. to see the, 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 the good things almost make you mad because it's like, well, just what a fucking waste this is. Uh, but one of the things why I say it might even make it worse for you is that this movie kicks off with a big thing with her and her mom. Like mm -hmm. her mom, you know, losing it, trying to kill her, going into orphanage. And none of that's true. Her and her mom had a good relationship. Uh, the, the, Joe DiMaggio, yeah, they had they had strife and there was some beating. Later, they came together. He was her biggest fan later on, a, a big supporter of her. Uh, Arthur Miller, they made it seem like, well, he just couldn't handle her. She went crazy. He divorced her because she kept cheating on him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that I knew. <laughs> yeah, but it's like these are important details that are take down out of story because it's all about, oh, but look at poor her. And, and she was just traumatized and mental issues the whole time. It's like... Y'all are doing everybody a disservice with this. This, yeah. this. I mean, listen. I. It's not like I go to movies for things to be accurate. I. I know better than that. Yeah. But there is a kind of thing where you're sort of slandering other people. This. This. That's, well, that's kind of bullshit. See, this is where. And I can't be a hypocrite because I said this is where. Where was that movie with the security guard turned oh, hero? Oh, yeah. Um, um, Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell, which I did not like that movie because they lied and slandered people. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I said two or three days ago, it was when we, no, last week we were talking about the woman mm -hmm. king. I said, I draw the line when they start slandering people. Mm -hmm. And that's, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I might have to back it up, you know. <laughs> yeah, this might be some bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah. Nah, and I, I, I was just, like I said, I was just like you. I was like, oh, it's just some bullshit, but. I have to acknowledge the things that are that go yeah. above being just good. That yeah, are great. No, I was going to stick with my low, my low, uh, my low rental. I mean, I think the, even the director was probably just trying to make his own fantasy, you mm -hmm. know. So, but yeah, it's a low rental. But yeah, man, it's. Uh, I mean, look, you know, watch it just to watch it. <laughs> you know, you ain't looking at it for anything other than just the visuals and also the performances of the people who are doing well. But that material underneath, you ain't learning nothing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing enlightening. There's nothing deep. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very reluctant, very reluctant uh, low uh, rental. But, yeah, you know, I did. credit where credit is due for something like this. God damn it. <laughs> Don't. Let me leave this alone, but I'm going to talk myself into giving me something else and just start disrespecting people. <laughs> <laughs>